No Room for Phonies is sponsored by Good Food, Good Friends, and Good Times. In this month's final episode, I talk about all the food I love to cook with my son, Sebastian. Okay, welcome to podcast number nine, No Room for Phonies, uh, the best food I have ever cooked. And today I have my younger son, Sebastian, with me, and he's going to add, he loves to cook. Right, yes, Sebastian? I do. He finds cooking relaxing and he cooks us all kinds of great uh, meals when he has time Once in, in his busy schedule. But I want to talk, um, first of all, about last night's Valentine Mediterranean extravaganza that we did with um, our friends Wendy and Paul. And Wendy's going to come on the podcast in a little, in a few weeks. Um, so what we did was we had two different Mediterranean cookbooks and we split up the recipes and we cooked all kinds of different things. What was your favorite from last night? I liked the little um, shrimp fritters. Yep they, were they were sh- yep, they were shrimp and chickpea fritters that were fried in olive oil and they were really good. And the stuffed dates. Those were nice too. They had... Uh cream cheese in them right yep and pistachios on top and i made my lamb meatballs that have um oh, arugula pistachios olive oil onion and it's all done in the food processor and then they're baked and they're served with um sumac and um lemon and olive oil mixed with greek yogurt and those are good too right mm-hmm. Yeah, the potatoes were good. We finished them off for breakfast. They were like they had like a tomato sauce on them. They were baked in the oven. Actually, my favorite was the cantaloupe thing that we did. Oh yeah, the dessert. Yeah, that was um, putting a cantaloupe in the food processor, adding melted honey and mint. You take the leaves out, but they were it was kind of cooked, and then it becomes like a slushy really mm-hmm. like you keep scraping it but that was really good so that um that it was a fun evening we had wine from spain or italy and portugal and it was one of those nights where you sit by the at the table till the candles have actually burnt to almost to nothing so it was really <laughs> fun those are you know that's a good dinner party when that happens but it was a real collaboration Oh, yeah. and no, that, that was the nice part about it. It, was every, it wasn't just you slugging away in the kitchen. It was Wendy and everyone kind of working together and bringing a whole bunch of food together. And it was which really was nice. fun. Well, what about the um, pizza? Oh, yeah. The, that was the, so weird <laughs> to think of it. It was, well, it, was, it was focaccia bread. Right. But it was seedless black grapes, olive oil, rosemary, and mm-hmm. pine nuts. It was a good flavor combination. It was though, really yeah. good. Was and really the nice. focaccia bread, gluten-free, was amazing. Yeah, that was just a little bit of a shocker because usually focaccia bread needs to rise a certain way. Yeah. Um, and it needs to get like a nice brown crust around the whole thing. And it's done like a skillet kind of yeah. thing. But um, it yeah, turned out and, it and was... gluten-free stuff doesn't brown or bake nicely well, like that. Yeah. So it was like, it was like amazing looking focaccia bread though. and the polenta it, it wasn't as maybe tall as 
a regular one was, yeah. but it was pretty, pretty and close. And the polenta cake was pretty good. Like that was made yeah. with gluten-free flour because my... Edge. And cornmeal. And cornmeal, right. right. But um, it was really good too. Honey polenta cake. It was good. So yeah. that came out of a cookbook called The Mediterranean Table. And the other ones I want to try in there, there's a saffron chicken stew with Spanish chorizo and chickpeas. I want to make that. Anything with chorizo, I, I would love. And the shrimp paella, I want to try that. That's in there. It looks really good. Oh, and the other one that I'm we made last night was warm asparagus pea and fava bean salad in oil and lemon dressing. And it was really good because it had that percocino cheese pecorino pecorino cheese <laughs> percocino. on it percocino that's a different kind of cheese anyway it's yeah. goat milk cheese yeah. and it was really and bacon it was really good too so yeah so that that cookbook is pretty great and then um, one of my other favorite cookbook is the obviously is the julia child one i love the movie julia, oh the julia uh, julia yeah, yeah that one and um I base I've made some, a bunch of things out of there, but obviously the beef bourguignon is the crowning glory of that cookbook. But yeah, that recipe—do you remember me making it? It just takes forever. Takes just, all day. But I feel like if you adjusted some things in the recipe and and maybe bought some more, maybe store bought or packaged pre-packaged items it might speed up the process well but remember the beef stew that i made last week for when it was we pretty went? close that was like because like, i i i dried the beef coated it in flour and right. steak sauce fried the beef it was fresh mm-hmm. like you well know. in the julia child recipe i think the the longest part is just drying things out yeah and then peeling the stupid pearl onions yeah those those are ridiculous yeah so maybe you know those are actually following the same ridiculous. recipe the same guidelines but just not well uh, and you have to butter fry the pearl onions and then you add everything. yeah but you could buy somewhere probably pre-peeled pearl onions yes you can buy them pre-peeled yeah. they're just more expensive. so yeah so i'm just, just and i to think the other thing that i did with the that julia child taught me from her book is that a lot of things baked in the oven are better than boiled on the stove so i yes. didn't boil the stew last week i baked right. it in the oven and then put in a the... cast iron no, I baked the whole thing, the carrots and everything. Oh, oh wow. I, I, I um, sautéed all the vegetables first, right. but then when I went to do the actual the cooking, the caramel- caramelization it was, flavor. Yeah, right. and that I think that makes a difference too. Yeah. I also like the Oh, She Glows um, series of books. Angela, her last name is L-I-D-D-O-N, so I would say that's Lydon. And I make a lot of things out of that. The classic, the glow bars that I make, those are good. Yeah, they're nice granola and bars. And they, they don't take... Um, it's it's like a honey... They, yeah, they like, have all they, kinds they of... together every, with honey and, No, and, it's peanut butter. Oh, that's, that's what hold, them, hold yeah, them together. I was curious butter. about what, what actually held so them So for peanut allergies, not so good, but I'm, sh- I'm sure you... There's could. other ways. No, it isn't. It's, it's brown rice syrup. That oh, see, together. I thought it was like honey or it's syrup or something. It's not peanut butter. It's brown rice syrup, which, which you can buy in a jar. And it's not as sugary. It's not as sugary. It's not and as, it's not, yeah. not like corn syrup. And it's a non-allergenic thing, right? Oh, okay. And then she has a recipe in there for pan-seared garlic tofu, which is really good. I, we, we've done that. I'm not a huge tofu fan in general, but... 
it's okay. good I'll, that way. I'll try it. Pan-seared garlic's pretty good. And then we have a cookbook club, which I'm going to do a, a series about cookbook club later on. And I've done the marinated Italian mushrooms. Remember those? Remember those mushrooms Oh, yeah, they, and they're served cold. Yeah, they're served cold. Which is, that's a new thing. Well, for, room, for mushrooms kind of me. room temperature, yeah. but they were really nice. And then there is a a favorite in there of mine. It's a Tex-Mex casserole. And I'm not vegan or vegetarian. Right. So I take her recipe and her spice mix and everything. And I uh, I usually add chicken. Well, And the, we're not black bean fans. Well, the, so the vegan police won't call. So no. I think and I okay. use real cheese. I don't use right. vegan cheese because whatever. And then the other book that is one of my favorites is Fresh with Anna Olson. I love her... Um, eggs benedict with pea meal bacon and tomato cream on scallion waffles i've made that at christmas i don't know oh if that's um it's on it's on like you make waffles yeah like you savory make green, waffles. Yeah. yeah yeah and then you do like eggs benedict those. on top and then of course the yearly favorite of the rosemary roasted lamb with date pistachio salsa oh yeah that's... that we always have when our friend Helen is here for mm-hmm. Christmas. Well, and that stuff, um, it's good on the lamb, but it's good just eating spoonfuls of it on its own. Because <laughs> it's yeah, good, it's right? It's good stuff. Because it has um, goat cheese in it and is really, really good. And she has a really good recipe in there for slow roasted prime rib with mushroom. Is Anna Olsen still? Yeah. Okay. She has a really good recipe for me, for roasting a prime rib, which right. I just like that. Um and then one of my other favorites is just called Gluten-Free Small Bites. And it's Nicole H-U-N-N Hun. But there's a recipe for onion rings in there that I like. And those are interesting because they're not deep fried like onion rings normally no, would be. They're, they're just oven baked. And the breading is not as complicated. No, cornstarch in the breading is yeah. what makes it stick because you don't have... Because um, you, you can't use regular flour, right? Right. And then those little corn muffin bites. Yes, those things are like addicting. Those things are really good. I, you know, tiny. you don't think of cornbread as something like you can just snack on. You like kind of one piece with dinner. But those yeah. things you can just like pop. Like they're little tiny little muffins. Yeah, and, and spinach balls. Those spinach balls. Those are, are good too. They have um, you you cut up the spinach a lot and then you add egg and so it's not stringy and, right yeah because you don't want it to be stringy no, it's inside really the... really really chopped fine yeah. and there's um uh breadcrumb like gluten-free breadcrumbs and egg and like sort of and you just form them into balls and bake them then right. you can dip them in anything and i make those miniature mac and cheese cups those are yeah they're the same kind of they, we use the same muffin tin that you use for the corn yeah. bread muffins so yeah. these the, the, these little, um, they just have mac and cheese, and there we sprinkle breadcrumbs on top of each little one yeah. and Parmesan cheese mix. And, so they're um, really nice. And those um, have egg in them too, which keeps them it together. Just holds them together. Yeah. Together. That's so the, the thing with gluten free, right? You always have to think about how is this going to stay together. <laughs> yeah, and um, you always have to put a little extra um, oh xanthan gum. Even right. if you buy, because over like and we've what, been. What do- is xanthan gum? It's like a like a fine kind of white powder, yeah, and it's really expensive. So right. you don't put much. You don't in put it. a lot, but you, it's just to, 
It's it's from some sort of tree or something like that that's know. ground down I'd into this to, white powder. I don't know. That's I'd a Google for later. Um, and then um, because like we've been doing this for like 15 years, this celiac thing, right? And so the flowers and everything that you get now to do it is a lot, is a lot better. It's a lot right. easier than... Well, but, now in Bulk Barn, there's a whole row yeah. of like gluten-free pancake mix, gluten-free yeah. flour, gluten-free this, gluten-free that. Or then they have like the xanthan gum, the yeah. almond it's flour. It's a lot cheaper. The, yeah, it's all kind of And Bulk Barn also has um, a baking mix for flour oh, that is really, really actually really 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 good so oh, wow. okay. and it's a lot cheaper so then we have some family favorites that we like to cook and i'm not even really talking about baking today right because right. baking is like a whole nother mm-hmm. episode right but yeah. what are your favorite things to cook in general yeah um i like anything that uh has some sort of breaded coating on it i like the process of deep frying and oh talk about that pork thing you yeah made us. so my friend and evan and i we work in toronto a bunch and right on dundas street there's this place that has a black bowl with a yellow sign and it's got the most amazing curry um that i've ever had and evan and i we just keep going back there every single time we're in toronto um and so when I'm back home, I try to recreate those recipes, of course, that we have. And it's, you can have any kind of deep fried meat on top of your curry, but you can have chicken, rice, pork, um, shrimp, whatever on top. And then there's a nice layer of kind of brown rice, a curry sauce. They put um, the, uh, hard boiled eggs in there as well, like chopped up. And then there's onions and a little bit of other peppers and vegetables. So I try to recreate that recipe in that curry sauce. Um, Wasn't yours mango? Mine was mango, yeah. So I decided to to flip the script a bit. There's just as like a straight curry sauce. Um, But I added to mine mango and red peppers and onions. Um, And yeah, it was just on a bed of rice. Curry sauce on top. And then they deep fry a piece of pork. I, I did po- I did chicken, I think, for mine. Oh, no, did I did pork. pork as well. Okay, yeah, I did pork. And then you, you pound out the pork so it's nice and flat and it cooks evenly and quickly all the way through in the deep fryer. You make sure the oil's really, really, really hot. And then you just dip it in. You know, wait the five minutes it takes yeah. to cook. And then pop it out. And then you slice it with the breading and you spread it across the, the top of the curry sauce. And you kind of take a strip of the pork, a piece of the rice, some of the vegetables, and you kind of have an awesome bite. And I, yeah, think we're, uh, yeah. I think we're um, relaxed in our kitchen, right? Like we like to try all kinds of different yeah. things. Yeah, well, so. and if the recipe says something and we're like, I don't know if that's going to be exactly what we're looking for, then we can kind of adapt it. Yeah, and, and you adapt it. it according to what you have in the kitchen. Yeah. And we're good at pulling a whole bunch of things out of the the fridge and just using them up in a in a salad or a, right. like I've started now taking um, Brussels sprouts and chopping them like and putting them in with kale and lettuce and stuff and yeah. making and cabbage and making like a 
the salad that you buy in the bag at right at, at Costco, Costco or whatever. Yeah, you yeah. can just make it in your own. Well, because you have all those, you know, you have that half a cabbage that you used yeah. for the one yeah. that you have the one thing of kale left because yeah. you only used a part of it. Like it all makes sense. And to just don't forget together. to massage your kale. Right. The most important thing, and I'm pretty sure that's the Oshi Glows book that I learned. Massaging that kale. <laughs> I'm 100 percent sure, and it actually is relaxing to massage kale. Because you cut it all up. I don't find it relaxing, but you that's put okay. Salt, a little bit of salt, right? Because that olive kind of oil. does that bring out the moisture that would I be within so. the kale. Yeah. Does it end up being a little bit wet when yeah. you bring it out of the mm-hmm. from a side? Okay, cool. And then it's not as hard to digest, and right, it's easier right. to eat. So, well, and that's what I do with the Napa cabbage making kimchi. That's how right. the recipe starts. Because you do a lot of fermenting. You you take the Napa cabbage, you slice it up. You put it in a big bowl, you salt it, Yeah. you don't add water to it, and you just kind of massage the leaves of the Napa cabbage, and all of a sudden you have like half a big bowl full of water. Right. Because the because moisture just comes right like out of the cabbage. Like eggplant, right? Yeah. Like you kind of you put salt on it, and then leave and it sudden, for 20 yeah, minutes, just, and it, it does that. Yeah, because it has so much, and the salt just brings it out of, out of, the, uh, out of the plant, which is cool. So um, what's your favorite meal that... I that we cook here on a you know like you know on a I have daily some basis? Of, well not daily but you know I have some classics right some sort of family classics what would you say your favorite do you have a favorite because I was oh you know what it is no 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 it's well it happens it's it's not it's every once in a while but it's either like we do like a really really nice flank steak yes. In a chuso? Yeah. It, it, and maybe not necessarily the, the, the chuso, but just a nice flank steak. Um, and then sometimes we do that. It's like a mushroom risotto. Oh, right. I do that in the Instant Pot. Yes. But that mushroom risotto, it has like every That's single kind of mushrooms. funny because I put family favorites on there. And yeah. I put Is that one of them? Chuso marinade and Instant Pot mushroom risotto. Is there just a whole bunch of different mushrooms though? Yes. It's There's just a lot like every of... single type of mushroom. You just go yeah. down the aisle in the grocery store yeah. and just pick whatever and you mushroom pick looks good. Different weights. No, the, it actually says it oh, in specifically? the recipe. Oh, specifically? Okay. It's I got that recipe because it just feels like, which is a good thing. You just like grab a whole bunch of mushrooms, chop them up, throw them in, and yeah. it works. I mean, risotto. Everybody knows that risotto takes like a long time to make. That's what everyone says, but. In the, in the instant, instant pot. in the instant pot, it still takes a while because there's different yeah. stages. But because you have to cook the rice in the same pot, yeah, and then you have to. Well, you actually you actually saute the mushrooms for a long time, and then you oh. add the rice, and then you add the water, and then. But... So it cooks the rice and the mushrooms together. Yep, that's why it's I did such not a good know food. that because then everything's infused together. Yeah. The, the, the... But you don't mind cooking that has a lot of steps. No, well, you don't. No, so, I no. don't. I don't mind. Well, it, I don't think anyone should mind cooking that has a lot of steps. No. Because if you want good food, it's going to take time to get there, right? Yeah. So the chuso marinade is something that your dad had from Colombia, right? right? And chusos, like in Colombia at a ball game, instead of getting a hot, hot dog, dog, you get steak <laughs> Which on is a so stick. funny to say. Because yeah. like, a chuso is basically steak marinated on yeah. a stick. If anyone from the Blue Jays is listening, yeah. that's what we would like <laughs> to change <laughs> for we sure like hockey games choose so steak yeah, plank yeah. steak on a stick but the marinade you basically need to marinate it 
fresh steak, not frozen, yeah. 24 hours. Because it yeah. basically has well, And that was a tip that I learned. So I'm watching a lot of Bon Appetit stuff on, online on YouTube. And that's one of the things they say that was their main big kitchen tip for cooking with meat, any kind of meat ever in the world. <laughs> any yeah. meat you, you take out of the fridge or freezer or whatever you have, you marinate it for at least at least the day before. At least. Yeah. E- e- even more so. So that's just what creates um, good good uh yeah like it just makes well, it nice and the other thing is when i do steak like when i buy like regular steaks i don't I, and and we're having like a i'm not saying i never use frozen steak but if, no. if i'm having like a nice dinner yeah i buy the steaks the na- day before and i and then an hour before we barbecue them i put montreal steak spice on them yeah and so those that's like a nice cut of well, steak and that, yeah and that kind of goes through the meat and penetrates it and really yeah. makes it taste like all those spices in Montreal, like the dill and the garlic. And the, yeah. And you like the pork chop with cinnamon apples and squash. I like anything with cinnamon and apples. Yeah. That's a nice, yeah. and that's done on this, in a skillet. All together. On the top of the stuff. And it's nice when the pork chop we're using has bone. a bone on it. Because it's a better flavor. Yeah. And we do um, a lot of Buddha bowls here. Oh yeah. I f- forgot a forgot about those yeah like we do we do a lot of different we even do a buddha bowl that it it is a deconstructed california sushi roll yeah Yeah. which is really good it has like uh the the crab meat um in it it has cucumber it has we put like a like a mayo and sushi sauce and sushi rice yeah so you cook the rice the special way with sushi with sushi and um, white rice vinegar mm-hmm. makes it that sushi flavor. Sesame seeds on top. That's a really good recipe too. Yeah. And um, Did, remember is that from make... a book, or is that just kind of no, us it, uh, messing around? No, it's a Pinterest one. I oh, so it's just oh, okay. Um, and then um, app. Remember making that apricot chicken one? Yes, that was surprising. That was really really good because I I don't really like apricots in general. Right. Apricot. Apricot. How do you yeah. Say it? Which one is it? I don't know. You say tomato, I say tomato. Um, No, but uh, yeah, it was like really, really sweet because we you use an apricot jam. Yeah. um, As for the sauce. For the sauce, but you almost deep fry the chicken. Yeah. In the and we did it in like we have a big wok. Oh. Remember, so we did it in the wok. It was really good, and then I'm standardly around here we make shepherd's pie. Yes. Now shepherd, yeah. We, Do you like shepherd's pie? I sometimes it's yeah. a it's definitely like a winter. Yeah. Meal. Oh yeah. Like and, for sure, for sure. Because um, in the winters we also have soup Sunday, which isn't your favorite. No. I, well, I've, I've uh, that's been changing. Um, I, I'm actually finding that I like different kinds of soups and more kinds of soups. Um, the secret to soup, I'm sorry, is always the broth. Yeah. And now that yeah. you have an in, we have an instant pot. It takes 55 minutes to take, and at the local grocery store here, I can go in and for $2, I can get chicken backs that mm-hmm. are like, to make good stock, right? So I yep. don't even have to have a leftover chicken to do right. it. You can just go and get the, the parts you need. Yeah. The stuff I need. And I throw, you can actually throw like used vegetables and stuff in it, but the secret to good soup is not using broth out of a 
can or right. a jar or right. a box or whatever. It's the real, like, soup. Yeah, you but we started Soup Sunday because it was like, you don't want to make, if you, if I want to do any cooking, I want to do it on Saturday because right. on Sunday I just want to relax. So often right. on Saturday I'll make a big dinner and have company over mm-hmm. and then Sunday just relax and have soup, yep. and, but homemade soup, like all kinds of different soups that we've made. Can you think of a favorite kind? Um, I'm a, I love any any soup with leek in it. I it? yeah, that's actually my the bacon potato leek, leek. kind of creamy soup. Mm-hmm. That's definitely my favorite one. Yeah, but I mean, I've made so many different. Um, kinds. Oh, and there's one that you made with I think it had lentils, and butternut squash. Oh yeah, that was a good. That one, one was like really really good. Surprisingly, too. yeah, because oh, you like lentils and, and butternut, then the like, whole ugh. split yeah. pea. Oh, split pea's good. Yep. Yeah, because that's good. But, um, and then, uh, the best meatballs ever, the Salisbury steak meatballs with mashed <laughs> potatoes. Yeah, those are, those are crazy Those are crazy good. good. And it's, a it's the triple mix? It's, I use triple mix. Yeah, so it's, it's pork beef veal. Yeah. From the famous, uh, Pupo's. Yeah. Down the road. And then it's, um, onion in it. And. Yeah. Just. Is there, what, it's, it's what's, the, what's the spice mix in there? Oh, it's a different, because um, it's, and then I have a homemade tomato Oh, that's what's in it. That goes that's in what's, it. that's the, that's Which the I secret threw on that cabbage roll. Um, yeah. Anything that, like, if, once you, when you have a savory thing, like those meatballs or like cabbage rolls like yeah. that, if you just add like a hint of, of the sweetness, but not like dumping sugar all over no, it, no. but like the tomato jam has like a little hint of. It's just a little bit of sweet, yeah, and it it just makes the it just completely transforms it because those cabbage rolls were just because that's that's what they're missing I think for me is just yeah. that that like we get them from you know you get them from M M&M and M meats when right. when you're busy or you get them yeah, from like have... a Hungarian church around yeah. here and they're just like they're savory they're good but they don't there's something missing from yeah. them I feel like so I think that's well, and I've got good at making good. cabbage rolls because. The secret of They're making tough. cabbage rolls <laughs> is making cabbage rolls. Right. Because you learn to fold it and yeah. roll it and, and you learn how long to boil the cabbage so that it's just right for folding. And Yeah, I think there's a whole podcast just about the making of cabbage rolls and how certain Hungarian ladies around yeah, the Niagara region. Yeah, there's all these different people look, that make how to, them. How to, like, would make them a different way and yeah. have a different secret about how to cook Well, the ones the that I made the and, other day had... Oh, because Pupos does them too. Yeah, yeah there's so many people. in them, right? So yeah. it's just Oh, yes. And sheet pan dinners is another thing that we make now. Sheet pan Oh, yeah, where you just take a whole bunch of vegetables, chopped in bite-sized pieces, so a little bit, a little bit bigger, not so much diced. And then you just spread them on the pan, put some sort of protein, like we usually do honey garlic sausages. Sausage, which is nice because you get, everything gets caramelized yes. by the sausage. It's yes. really nice. And you, I mean, yeah, you chop the sausages up too, raw, and then you put everything on this on this sheet pan. You throw it in the oven at like 400, so, or yeah, 350, 400, Yeah, the, a little, like a 400. Because like, you want it to be crispier, right? Yeah, like, and then it takes about 20, 25 minutes to... Yeah, and then you just scoop it out. You can sprinkle cheese on it if you're feeling that. You can put some hot sauce on it. But it's just like this nice kind of um, yeah. all around, like you get your vegetables, you get your starch, and you get the protein all in kind of 
one bowl, which is nice. Yeah. It's kind of like the Buddha bowls. Yeah, it is. It's but very it's more. Much, but usually it's potato, either sweet potatoes. It's kind of more regular. like a winter meal too. Yeah, it is. You you wouldn't do that in the summer. Not really. No. A lot of these that we're talking about right now. I mean, in the summer it's about salads, right? Like right. Trying to broccoli. Find... I make a nice broccoli yes. salad. La, yeah, the light with or citrus salad. in it. Yeah. Yep. And. Um, yeah, like I mean, a lot of salads in the summer. I I do like the roasted beet and goat cheese salad. I like anything that's a beet salad. I love beet salads. People look at me funny when I'm like, I love beets, but yeah. they're so good. Well, um, now you can buy the beets already cooked. Oh and, yeah, and peeled. And peeled, which, which is that's a nice. They're salad beets. So yeah, but going I, back then to I roast them, yeah, right? going back to you know Julia Child. Have it like you have to boil the beets, yeah. peel it like it's like, oh yeah. my gosh. No, no, no. You just can buy them now in the package. Are they, then, aren't they pre-cooked as well? Yeah, they're like cooked. They're, boiled. Yeah, yeah. they're all cooked. So you just have to like chop them up. If you were heating them up, you could do that or just throw well, them often cold in the salad. What I do is put them, spread them out on a baking sheet. Yep. Um, put bacon on top of them. Oh, I don't and, remember this. And then the bacon fat makes infuses, the yeah. infuses the and then they go on the salad with goat cheese and i missed the bacon part i don't know how i missed the bacon part but it's been in there quite cool. a few times and i also can now you and i both can do a really nice lasagna oh yeah and everyone in a short everyone, period of time yeah. like everybody oh lasagna, lasagna oh takes. my gosh what a horrible like you have to okay well we're not making the noodles no one which you don't have to anymore. Well, and we buy... Because um, we're all gluten-free. We're all... But the gluten-free noodles that you don't have to... Yeah, you don't have to pre-soak them, soak them or cook them or anything. pre-cook them. The only time I pre-cooked them was, remember when I made that butternut squash lasagna with spinach? Yes. And I pre-cooked them a bit because there wasn't an, as much sauce. sauce. Right. Yeah, because the key to those is the sauce kind of gets all over the... The noodles. the noodles that are and still solid and crunchy <laughs> and then once you put it in the oven it it cooks them through it with does the sauce like it we've never had it. an nope. issue no, no, and no. i gave um a, one two away to a friend of ours who mm-hmm. was needed food and they said like they could not tell that it was gluten-free yeah you can't because i don't do anything in our house with flour because so watch out italians because we're yeah we know how to do it too and also um chicken parm (laughs) yeah i we do a nice but going going back to the lasagna too just about the amount of time it takes it doesn't take that long it's just having all your ingredients out your layers ready to go having a pattern and just going and, and the just, other thing is, yeah. I also made the sauce. Like you can buy right. a jar of yeah. sauce, but you made I made the sauce. it because you have to cook the sauce for about half an hour. But, but while you you're get, doing that, then you're getting the re- the beef. Like I always start. It takes the sauce probably an hour with, total to yeah. get it in the oven. Yes, for me, absolutely. Yeah, it's like two hours because it takes about an hour to cook. Right. Right, but but the cooking time. I'm not counting. Doesn't count because you go do something. Yes, else yeah, yeah. Just... And I like. I was talking before about those rainbow veggie salads where you put in carrots and kale and and Brussels sprouts and cabbage and you just mix them all together. Mm-hmm. I like those kinds of salads. So yeah, are yeah. the Brussels sprouts cooked in those salads? Nope. Just you raw. Just, just yep. more finely chopped though. Really finely chopped. Right, 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 right Like right. skinny chopped is right. what I call it. Right. And you love chopping, so yes. I like it when you're Chopping home. is so relaxing. 
And then spaghetti squash with bacon, spinach, and goat cheese. I do that in the pan. Do you remember having that? Where you spaghetti squash. Why do I like spaghetti squash now? Because you can cook it in the instant pot. You don't have to cook it oh, in the oven. Oh, right, yeah. So you can, it's done, and you can just pull it all out, and then... What what is this what is this the the dish though? It has spaghetti squash with bacon, spinach, and goat cheese. And I oh. do it on a pan on the top of the stove. You've had it. Oh Not yeah, for a okay. While. Yeah, yeah. And um, Dad loves samosas, right? But it's really hard to get the dough for samosas. And fold free. them and pinch them properly. So and... I make samosa patties now with potato and. Oh, nice. So they're just almost like a hamburger. Right, they're open face kind of things. Like, yeah, it's you don't even you just put sauce and stuff on them. You oh, don't nice. Even really, yeah, I haven't had those, the, but that's okay. That's been probably while you've been away. Yeah. Our thing, right, is that it's hard. I keep track of what we cook in a calendar. I plan our meals usually ahead. Sometimes we switch things out depending on the day. Yeah. We like a lot of things with eggplant too. Yes, like yeah. Like I do a Russian dish with eggplant on the stovetop that has eggplant and tomato. I've done Oh, and, and it's a, is it a mozzarella cheese? Yeah. It's a Russian dish? Yeah, it's called something. I can't oh, remember. Well, no, it, oh, it's, it's um, yeah, I don't remember what, it, what it's called, but it's got it kind of sweet. Yeah, yeah. Too? And then I've done an eggplant, like, um, lasagna right of instead thing. of the noodles or an you eggplant parmesan right? right which is the same kind yeah. of thing but yeah so i mean we do a lot of and chili our famous red bean cowboy chili yeah that's right? that's really nice and then the, the last time we had it we did avocado on this side yeah, yeah. and you did uh I did a a salsa, salsa on I the side salsa. you had cheese on the side you had yeah. so you just yeah and you even just, rice and rice yeah so we did a bed of rice chili on top avocados on top salsa homemade salsa on top of that with like mangoes that was a really good mix of flavor chili and for christmas this year i wrote you guys out recipes recipes with um like some of our favorite the salisbury steak meatball one and a bunch of other stuff that we make on a regular basis so i don't know i guess in our house we don't um eat to live we live to cook and eat right because we like i'm not we have our fast yeah well no yeah there's every there's all that there's always that you know you're in a rush out the door kind of thing but But usually and the other one i like is um the way that i make tomato soup now where i take the tomatoes cut them up put um spices and olive oil and onion and even you can put um, red pepper and roast it in the oven instead of boiling it on the stove and then when you go to make it into the soup, it just has a much better flavor, like a right. so much better. Well, I think that's that's a you know um, so, that's what uh, Bon Appetit people say too, right? Is it's better to do it in the oven mm-hmm. than boil it on the stove. Yeah, and that's for just sure. a that's just like a cooking tip from them. Um, but there was this one episode um, from Maddie Ma- Matheson who's this kind of rough around the edges chef. Um, and he actually lives close to, close to here. He lives in Fort Erie. Mm-hmm. Um, so his, he had a recipe for boiled, boiled steak. And you, yeah, you go, Oh, boiled steak. Gross. Yeah. Whoever would do that. Right? Um, but it's just going to show as an example of 
No, no, no. It's great. You throw a it's it's a little bit more than just boiled steak. Yeah. Um, you throw a whole chicken in with it. You throw oh, okay. potatoes, carrots, leeks. Yeah, yeah. You, it's more of like a big stew, but yeah. instead of chopping it up first and boiling it in pieces, yeah. you just do it in one whole big chunk. Oh. And then and you boil it for a long time. Yeah. And then when it comes out, it's it's the most amazing steak. Well, and I like the fact that cooking has evolved so much. Like I remember growing up, my mom canned meat. Yeah, that's and horrible. And I mean, like we just didn't think of all the fresh whatever. Well, there wasn't probably as many options, no. fresh options. Plus we just didn't. And then a fun show to watch if you want to watch about cooking is that Back in Time on for CBC, yeah, on CBC Gem. Yeah, Back in Time for Dinner, Back in Time for Winter, and they were cooking like heart and liver and because Ugh. they the econ- because of the economy right? but but now there's probably if you google them there's probably good recipes yeah for those things yeah. there's and yeah, yeah there, there's probably but, a more um refined recipes for and those. i mean i never think of cooking um not oysters what's the other one i love fish so but, squid no, no it's the one with the shell um is that a not an oyster Clams. No. No? Another one. But anyway. But there's so much. And you can buy things so much easier now than you ever could before. So cooking has taken on a whole different. But it's a fun show to watch because if you Mm. like cooking at all, it's just cool to look back and see. How it was done. Yeah, Yeah. how it was done. So, So that's cooking from No Room for Phonies. And uh, we'll, uh, later on, the next episode that I'm going to do, I might have someone on with me, maybe just myself, but I'm going to talk about women in leadership and examples of women, lead, women who have been strong leaders across uh, Canada and some of the people that I know that have been strong leaders and mentors. So that's going to be coming up in a couple of weeks. But thank you, Sebastian, for joining me mm-hmm. today on No Room for Phonies. And the best food, I guess, we have ever yes. cooked. Um, and just going back to like the middle of the podcast, we were questioning what xanthan gum, where it was from. Yeah. I think it'd be fun is whoever is listening can go online and leave a comment for you somewhere. And what, and is, what, and what xanthan gum is. All right. And then we don't have to Google it. We can let, we'll let somebody else do tell it. Tell us. All right. Okay. Okay. So we'll be waiting to know any information you can find about Xanthan Gum. Thanks for listening.